0: Okay, lads and lassies, hopefully only lads, we don't want chicks, sorry chicks, fuck off. Welcome to Pushing Rubber Podcast episode 87, this is your host Adam Piggott. It's been the end of a busy Thursday for me, hell, commute coming home where I think I moved 100 metres in four hours. Nah, it wasn't that bad, but it was pretty fucking bad. Um, But tell you what, Holland is having one hell of a great summer. (laughs) Let me tell you something. hasn't raided in about a month and the dutch are starting to lose their collective minds now funny thing about the, the funny thing about the dutch uh the thing about the dutch that you have to understand if you want to understand the dutch is that the dutch always need to complain that's it they always have to be able to say something you know give their opinion on something this includes if, they, if their knowledge level of the content is zero, they still need uh, to show their opinion and, uh, and give it. So um, now we've got a situation where it hasn't rained in a month and a few of the sides of the road are starting to look brown. Now, the way the countryside looks right now uh, in Australia would be classed as lush... The cat agrees with me. Lush and verging on the best season ever. Uh, that's how green it is in Holland. In Australia, we, we move to drought when the paddocks are not just bare, but there's no grass left. Uh, the ground is has got cracks through it into which uh, four-wheel drive land cruisers can disappear. Uh, any animal life left in the paddock is simply bones with the legs in the air and kind of like you know the skin... Skin is sort of left in a leathery... Uh, what? Shut up. I'm recording a podcast, you little fuck. Nah. Um, anyway, here they're going on about drought. They're going on about drought. This is like, oh, it hasn't rained. It hasn't rained. You have the best summer ever in recorded history in Holland. More global warmings. More global warmings. And you know what is really funny? Like... I was here last summer and it rained the whole summer, and people said to me, "Oh yeah, the weather's changing, the climate's changing." Uh, whenever people say that, I just inwardly, I inwardly, I just die a little bit. It's like, oh for fuck's sake, the climate's changing. The summers used to be so blue sky and warm, and now it's just rain, 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 rain. The very next year, we get a summer. That's blue sky and warm. And by warm, by the way, I'm talking like 27 degrees centigrade. It's, it hasn't hit the 30s. It maybe hit 30 once or twice, but eh. And now if they've got that, that summer, it's like, oh, it's all changing. It used to rain here a lot. Oh, fucking people are morons, I tell you. Fucking morons. How are you all going? How are you all doing? I haven't done a podcast for a few weeks. Um, we did the greasy pole with the great one last week, and I didn't do one week before that. Um, I, I was supposed to get this out yesterday, of course, but yesterday was pretty heinous. Today's been pretty heinous as well, but here I am. I'm sitting down. I just got home. I finished a beer, and I thought, right, time to push out one, grab the edge of your seat, close one eye, old Popeye shit. Podcast. There we go. And uh, I'm watching the boats go by on the river, just outside there in the back garden. Uh, the back garden, which is, by the way, back garden which I haven't stuck a bit of water on <laughs> in a month. And is looking perfectly green with all the plants alive and flowers and you name it. If in Australia, everything would be fucking dead. Dead. <laughs> dead. <laughs> oh, funny. Um, so a few things I want to talk about uh, this week. I want to start off with Elon Musk. Musk. Uh, possibly the stupidest name in the history of the world. Elon Musk. What sort of parent names their kid Elon Musk? A wanker. A wanker. So 12 uh, members of some Thai soccer team uh, for some reason ended up in a cave system. And I've looked at the cross-section cutouts of the cave system, and they weren't a few hundred metres in, man. They were in there. We're talking like kilometres. It's just like, fucking what were you? How the fuck did you get all the way back there? Uh, I really hope for the coach's sake that he took a wrong turn and they got lost. Because if, if the coach was like, let's see how far in we can get, um, yeah, yeah. Um, possibly not such a great idea um anyway so of course we all know the kids got rescued by valiant effort by professionals uh a lot of them amateur professionals you often find the amateur professionals are the real professionals there's the one out there doing it a lot um um a couple of british cave divers an australian diver who was li- who lives in thailand and is, a, is also a doctor he's retired there but he gave a lot of advice because he was he's, a, he's an amateur diver as a cave diver as well and was well aware of the, the conditions what was going to happen and how they should get the kids out and a fantastic effort by the thai uh, navy seals um huge props to them and of course in remembrance of the thai navy seal who lost his life uh a true hero uh no no chicks on that Thai Navy SEAL team I wonder why uh I've got the kids out anyway uh in the height of all the drama Elon Musk decided the man who just the man this Elon Musk Elon Musk is hungry for publicity uh like a starving fly is hungry for a piece of meat I tell you what no matter how much free publicity he gets from craven governments all around the world who then throw their taxpayers' money at him, uh, he still can't get enough of it. I think he francies himself as some kind of modern Bruce Wayne or the guy who's Iron Man. I don't even know who that is, what he's supposed to be. This is a kind of like, I'm a billionaire and then I make the stuff and I solve the world's problems and rah, rah, rah. Well, Bruce Wayne and Iron Man didn't get their money from fleecing taxpayers through, uh, through socialist governments as uh, Elon Musk, the world's greatest living, the great, no, it's not, like, not, not the greatest living con man, the biggest con man of all time. And I've, I've said that repeatedly. I, I despise Elon Musk. I despise Tesla drivers. One of, the, one of the real, one of my heroes, my big heroes is Nicholas Taleb, author of Anti-Fragile, amongst other things, and Skin in the Game. And it's a real, a real blow to me that he's he bought a Tesla. Uh, I'll allow everyone one gigantic fuck up. Okay, you all get one fuck up. But Taleb, I want you to listen up. Two fuck ups. I'm gonna have to push the button where you're the weakest link. And the trap door opens up and down. You go. Um, I, I despise Elon Musk, and I've written I've written many articles about about it, about him, about Tesla, about the fact that it's a Ponzi scheme. That the the company is based on s- not even sand. Sand's got more structure than fucking Tesla. Um, and I can't wait for Tesla to fucking hit the skids, fall to pieces, and then see. That there's there's no parts are going to be made for these cars ever. No parts in the future will be made for Tesla cars. Tesla cars have a total absence of parts. And just watch these people try to get offload these pieces of shit, these white elephants. It's going to be fucking hilarious. Um, so um, he dreams up Elon Musk dreams up this this cylinder which the divers are going to use, and they tested it in their swimming pool. <laughs> Because the swimming, uh, Olympic swimming pool has so much to do with a, a natural cave system. Um, quite frankly, uh, it was never going to work because it wasn't going to go around a corner. And anyone who is even a passing, passing familiarity with natural systems of rivers and rock and formations and caves, know that, know that there is no straight lines. Yeah, no straight lines. Uh, the river outside my house is straight lines because it's basically a canal. Rivers, natural rivers, don't have straight lines. And let me tell you, rivers that are underground that then form cave systems because that's what cave systems are—the are systems that have been hollowed out by water, water, particularly in limestone porous rock areas like Thailand which means that if water got in there once, it'll get in there again. And water follows the path of least resistance, which means no straight lines, no easy corners. You often have, uh, I'm a little bit familiar with with cave diving, caving, because, you know, the adventurous lifestyle I've had in my life. You often have in cave systems, they often give the same names to different areas. So the toilet is a common feature of a cave system. They'll have an area that they, they, they name parts of the cave like we name rapids in a river. And we name rapids in a river to be able to help distinguish where we are. Oh, I was in this area, blah, 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 blah. blah. I was in Double D Cup Rapid. That's a good name. Or um, Total Gunga Rapid. You know? Or the Alarm Clock Rapid. Something like that, you know. Um, that is the same thing in cave systems. In cave systems, I often use the same type of names. And the names um, are based around what the actual cave system looks like in that time so the toilet is quite a common name given in cave systems and that's because the u-bend in a toilet you know the u-bend in the toilet it comes out up it goes that u-bend that you see uh and i'm talking a vertical bend not a horizontal bend, is a classic feature of a cave system and if you, in fact you look at the uh the map of the cave system the Thai boys came out of, there was uh, a classic bend toilet section in there. Um, you, Elon Musk's torpedo-shaped bloody thing was never going to negotiate areas like that. But it gets better because the guys are in there and they're doing their thing and they know they've got the attention of the world's media on them and they're trying to balance that out with the fact that they're really trying to, to save 12 kids and an, an idiot coach who led them into their doom. Um, and who turns up at the door but Elon Musk himself with his contraption? There he goes. There he is. Um, and I, I'm just, I'm just actually. Uh, I haven't got up here the complete quote. Uh, let's see, Elon Musk pedo quote. Let's have a look. Uh, uh, da-dun, 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 da-dun. i was a british di- diver um and oh musk has apologized i bet he has um here we go looks like this one's got it uh there was a uh anyway the british the british diver who was there um um there we go. Let's see. Okay, we got it here. Um so Elon Musk turns up and this this British diver's at the at the uh or- organizing what's going on. Uh and his name, the British diver's Vernon Unsworth. Um And Elon Musk turns up and uh, he's there and he's basically like, check out this, guys, I'm here to save you all. I'm here, I'm here to fucking get it done. And Unsworth is there and basically he told Elon Musk to get the fuck out of their cave and to get the fuck out of there and then to rub salt in the wound, uh, Unsworth, in a video interview uh, with CNN after the boys are all safe, uh, Unsworth was asked about my sub. He criticised the the idea, calling it just a PR stunt that had absolutely no chance of working. And then for good measure, he added, he can stick his submarine where it hurts. Um, can you just... I just want to, for a moment, as I've been involved in rescue situations before, nothing on the scale and the media attention of what's been going on here, but, oh my God, I've got... I mean, this guy, this guy, this, this British... Doctor Diver guy is just my hero of all time. I just like, oh man, you couldn't have done that better, dude. Sent Musk packing. Billionaire turns up. Billionaire gets told to fuck off. We don't want your stupid contraption. Get the fuck out of our face. Yeah, billionaire goes around. Oh, I don't want to use my I don't want to use mine. I'm a billionaire. I don't want to use mine. And then afterwards he goes on, the, the, the doctor goes on CNN and goes, oh, I can stick his submarine where it hurts. I mean, I mean, anyway. so And then the, the, the doctor said, look, we've got a video of, of what we had to do to get the guys out, and it obviously shows that there's no fucking way. Musk's stupid submarine, whatever, work, PR done. Musk gets on Twitter. Delete. He has since deleted his tweets, of course, but as we all know, The internet is forever. Uh, And I'm reading the tweet now. You know, and this is what Musk said in response to uh, the doctor in question. You know what? Don't bother showing the video. We will make one of the mini sub slash pod going all the way to K5, no problemo. Sorry, pedo guy. You really did ask for it. Sorry, pedo guy. So because the retired British... Diver slash doctor lives in Thailand. Um Musk called him a pedophile on Twitter, which is basically straight out, no holds barred, uh or lock it in, take it to the bank defamation. That's libel. That is straight libel right there. That's that's like that's like sometimes I'm like a little bit vague on it. Because I have to be careful of this stuff as well when I'm writing, you know. And I'm like, oh uh, as soon as I read that, I was like, "Wow, that is as libelous as it gets." So not only did the doctor, the good doctor, do really well with the rescue, then really well with uh, with uh, dealing with uh, the media, he's now going to do really well financially because um, Musk is fucked. Musk is fucked on this one. And the, and the the great thing is this is this this I've I've known who what type of person Musk is. For a while. People like. Oh but he's great man. Musk is so good. Yeah okay man. His cars maybe you know. But he's going to the space. He's going to space. And I keep going. He's going to space. With other people's money. But more than that. Now. He's going to space. And he's got no problem. No fucking idea. Of how to solve a problem on earth. So I don't know what his space stuff's like. Mr. I think I'm a modern version of Iron Man Bruce Wayne. This just exposes Musk for the total incoherent. Um, not attention whore. He's just one of these guys who always wants people to tell him that he's okay. That he's a good guy. That he does really well. That's what Musk is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a good guy, right? I'm a good guy. That's what Musk is and it takes one to recognize one cuz that's what i used to be like before i cured myself of it with some very hard work i used to be just like that and this reaction here i got to say i used to be i used to be the the appraisal seeking guy but i was never i would i would have never i would have never made the mistake of then turning around to someone and going sorry pedo guy You really did ask for it. Apparently, Musk has done a a Clayton's apology. That's the apology you make when you're not making apology. Um, So what's he said? Uh, uh, Let's have a look here. As this well-written article suggests, my words... This is Musk. My words were spoken in anger after Mr. Mr. Underworth said several untruths and suggested I engage in a sexual act with a mini-sub, which had been built as an act of kindness. And according to special qualifications for the dive team leader, he wrote, nonetheless, his actions against me do not justify my actions against him. And that I apologise to Miss Unsworth and to the companies I represent as leader, the fault is mine and mine alone. That's not going to get you out of it, mate. That's that's not going to get it that's not going to get you out of it that's not get you out of it um yeah yeah there's uh there's an article and it's a user submitted response what's the full story behind uh, i'll i'll have to include this in in the hot chicks and links for this week um, it's got a breakdown of the whole thing. This is beautiful. This is beautiful. This is this is gonna this is gonna headline the hot chicks and links for this week. Fucking yay, fucking yay. Oh, beautiful. Elon Musk, what a dipshit! You are a dipshit, mate. You are a dipshit. Your cars aren't worth pissing on. When your cars catch fire, no one will put them out by pissing on them. Trust me. Musk, it's over. Your bubble has burst. Okay? You have been exposed to the world for the individual moron that you always were and were trying to hide behind a veneer of, of, of Bruce Wayne like respectability. You are not Batman, Elon Musk. You are not Iron Man. You are a dipshit. And soon the world will find out. And just and just as much as the majority of the world sucked your cock. When it suited them, they will blow you off collectively when it suits them as well. You will, go, you will go down hard. You will go down hard. I hope you will finish homeless in the gutter. That's the only thing to keep you warm at night, a useless cave diving submarine uh, that you should have stuffed up your rectum years beforehand. There we go, Elon Musk, you fucking loser. Uh, what else did I want to talk about this week? Um, let me see. There's been a little bit of action on the old blog, uh, regarding immigration again. Um, so I did a piece, I did a piece, um, called Strangers in a Once Familiar Land, which I published on Tuesday. Or Monday, I'm not sure. Um, by written by, uh, I quoted an article in the Australian written by an opinion piece in the Australian written by one Sherry Sufi, who's the chairman of the West Australian Liberal Party's policy committee. Liberal Party in Australia, keep in mind, are conservatives. I know it's I know it's confusing, but that's the name they chose all those years ago. Um, and Sufi is uh, Indian. There's no doubt about it. I don't care how many Australian flag uh, lapels that wear he wears on his collar. He's as Indian as the day is long. Um, and I took Sufi to task and basically said, because Sufi did a, did a little article where he was going on about immigration in Australia now is a problem, rah, 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 rah. And I was like, yep, and you're part of the problem, mate. Time to deport yourself. Um, and the article, uh, this hasn't come out yet, but I'm going to say the article got back to Sufi. Uh, and let's just say... He had a little meltdown. It wasn't a public meltdown it was a private meltdown. It wasn't to me it was to someone else and I'm not going to say any more until it comes out. but the thing that he had the most problem with the thing the thing that he had the most problem with, let me see uh, where's the quote <coughs> Mr. Sufi, this is me, this is my article, has managed to get into Australia, or perhaps he was born here due to his parents getting to the country. I'm not sure, as it seems to be rather difficult to find any information about Sufi online. But now that he is here, and is enjoying the benefits of a Western country like Australia, he has no desire to share this with his smelly countrymen, so he wishes to pull up the drawbridge of his adopted country. The smelly countryman line is the line that pissed him off the most. I mean, apparently he was was furious at the same time as being furious with the smelly countryman line he was also claiming not to be an indian now if you go have a look at photos of him online or the photo of him in the article i challenge you to tell me i challenge you to tell me what nationality he is perhaps he's danish perhaps he's ugandan perhaps he's eskimo alaskan I don't know, perhaps he thinks he's Mongolian. Who knows? Uh, Chinese, perhaps? Looks fucking Indian to me. I think the only way I might be mistaken is if he's a Paki. (laughs) Or from Bangladesh. He's from the subcontinent, mate. You're from the subcontinent. Now, the fact that Sufi got so upset and wanted us to retract the sentence with smelly countrymen in it proves to me that that sentence was right over the target. You're only going to be upset about me calling you, uh, saying that you don't want to share Australia with your smelly countrymen if they are, in fact, your smelly countrymen. If they weren't your smelly countrymen, Sufi, you wouldn't fucking be getting upset. That's called a tell. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Uh, Got some interesting comments um, from people uh let me see good comments from paul scott there uh i need to go to xyz magazine just give me a sec because there was a comment there on it because i got cross posted at xyz that's where sufi saw it uh this is why i cross post a lot of my stuff at xyz because it gets good dissemination in australia now, where's the comment? Um uh, on a a Uh, maybe it wasn't in that article, the comment. It was the comment is a com- type of comment. Because so I did a follow-up piece called Welcome to the Jungle. Uh, based on some comments that that piece received. Um, I'm going to find this at the very end, I know. Maybe it was on my blog. I hate it when this happens. Hate it when this happens. Hate it when this happens. It when this happens. It's probably on this one um damn it I hate it when I can't find something basically oh, I think it was on Facebook that's right basically someone's saying what what but people are trotting out the line of accusing me of wanting to execute people because I'm basically saying that that immigration has gone so far in Australia uh, multiculturalism has gone so far that the nationalistic and cultural rivalries are going to get to the point where blood's, blood's going to flow um, I'm just pointing out what's going to happen I'm not saying that I want to go around executing people I don't want to go around executing people what I want is for these people to self-deport before, before the shit hits the fan. Think of, uh, let's go with Nazi Germany. If you were a Jew in Nazi Germany in 1938, it was too late. But you'd already had four years to get out. It was 1934 when the, when the Nazis started to shit on, on the Jews. And they did it, they were trying to get the Jews to go. And the Jews had a perfectly good place to go, it was called Palestine. Palestine. Perfectly good. Oh, we don't want to go to Palestine. There's flies. Alright. Alright. Hang around. And then at the very end they start fleeing when they realise that the shit really is hitting the fan. And there's that famous incident where they're all on a, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a liner, cruise liner, that gets turned back in America. And has to. it's got all the way to the Caribbean Sea and it has to go all the way back. And all the Jews in it, in it probably die horrible deaths. I can't remember. That's used as like the inhumanity. Rah, 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 rah. Well, you know, it was too late. You'd left it too late. The Jews had left it too late. Um, and I think the same thing now with, with, with situations like Europe, the UK, Australia. I don't know about the US. I can't comment on that one because I just don't have personal experience. I've never been to the US. I mean, I read a lot of things, but reading stuff and being on the ground are two different things. So I'm only going to talk about this stuff on places that I have been or I currently am on the ground. And those places are Europe, which I include, UK, and Australia. And i tell you right, right now, if you are a foreigner that's come in, um, I don't even know if you're... I don't even know if the Italians and the Greeks that emigrated to Australia in the 50s or 60s will be okay when the shit hits the fan. And that's that's... Personally, that's a difficult thing for me to say. Of course, you know, um, because I've got a lot of good friends. I grew up. My, a, lot, a lot of kids I went to school with were 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 their parents had emigrated from Italy or Greece. Um, I went to a big fat Greek wedding um, before I left Melbourne. It was a great wedding, and I really enjoyed it. Um, I just don't know, man. Give you an idea. Not many people know this, um, but at the end of World War Two, Mussolini in the thirties. Took over and annexed parts of Croatia and Albania, right down the coast there on the Adriatic Sea. And he encouraged Italians to go and immigrate there and and you know helped gave them helping hand because he wanted to make it a part of Greater Italy. Uh, And lots of Italians went there. Lots of Italians went there. At the end of World War II, which didn't go too well for Italy, because Mussolini picked the wrong side. Um, those states got their land back and there were tens and tens and tens of thousands of Italians there at the end of World War II. Well, most of those Italians didn't make it back to Italy. These are people who've been living in the country, sometimes for over a decade, sometimes even longer. They included Italians who maybe their family had moved there before all the shit started. Okay. not ones that were recent blow-ins. And basically they were ethnic cleansed. Uh, the Croats and the Albanians, there's stuff, you can read it up, they threw them down sinkholes, alive. They didn't even want to waste bullets on them. Sinkholes going into the ground, they threw them down there and, and if they weren't killed by the fall, then they died of exposure uh, and from their injuries over, over agonising days. Uh, in their thousands, And there wasn't a single Italian left. And it didn't take very fucking long. And that was 1945. I don't even want to talk about the ethnic Germans who were expelled from Prussia had been there going back to like 900 AD or something like that, the family lineage. Gone, three million of them. And brutally gone as well. They got expelled, the lucky ones. Um, Every woman was raped. Every female was over the age of something like 10 or 12 was raped. Every single one. Um, but basically the Russians killed everybody that they could. Brutal, 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 brutal annexation. This is recent history. What, 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 you, what do you think is going to happen in Australia? Look, there are lots of ways it could go in Australia, but it's not going to go well. But people don't sniff the wind. And even if they do sniff the wind, they want to convince themselves that, oh, I don't want to go back to smelly India. I don't know anyone there. What do I do? And I've got my house here and my job and rah, rah, rah. And I stand to lose all this stuff. Yeah, you're right. You stand to lose all that stuff and then you end up losing your life, lives, your whole family. This has been going on through the whole of human history. Humans are not different today. They're all the same. They're motivated by the same same petty jealousies and nationalistic and cultural instincts, some of which are negative and some of which are positive. And uh, if you're a darkie or an Asian living in Australia right now, you need to be really thinking about selling up and getting out. Now's the time to do it. You're going to get top dollar for your property. You're going to be way ahead of the curve. Seriously. I'm doing this not, not cause, just because I want you out, but because... I don't, want, I, don't, I don't want people to die. I don't want people to die. I don't want that. That's what's going to happen. What do I think is going to happen in Australia? It could go a few ways. One way it could go is that Australia starts to get very messy. Um, and we start seeing ethnic cleansing going on. But because there were so many foreign nationals in Australia, and because Australia has so much natural resources and a part of the world that has no fucking natural resources. Like Australia's sitting down there with a population of just over 20 million and it's got everything. It's got the iron ore. It's got the natural gas. It's got the oil. It's got uranium. It's got gold. It's got copper. It's got mercury. It's got, it's got everything, everything there. And just in Indonesia alone, you've got 250 million people sitting above you. I just not even count China and India. So basically at the moment, Sydney is little China and Melbourne's little India with the amount of Chinese and Indian foreign nationals in each of those two cities because that's where they tend, that's where they've clustered because they haven't integrated at all. Um, So if Australia starts to go ethnic cleansing wise, well, of course, you're going to see interference from outside countries and specifically you're going to see interference from countries in Southeast Asia because they all think that if Australia starts to fall apart, They'll want to get their hands on the resource pie before their neighbours do. It'll be a rush. It'll be like, it'll be like the scramble for Africa of the nineteenth century, but it'll be the scramble for Australia of the twenty-first century. That's what's going to happen, I think. So you'll have foreign nationals of China and India being physically threatened, uh, with physical harm and property confiscation are centred in Sydney and Melbourne. And I think that what will happen is that Chinese government will move to protect its citizens, its citizens, keep that in mind, its foreign nationals in Sydney, and India will move to protect its foreign nationals in Melbourne. And they'll use that moment to carve up Australia. And I think the Anglo-Saxon native culture will be restricted to the old Brisbane line. Now, in World War II, uh, there was a plan to evacuate Australia below the Brisbane line. The Brisbane line was basically a line from Brisbane down to about Adelaide, I think it was. Let's see if I can find out where it is. Hang on a sec. Hang on a sec. Uh, World War Two, Brisbane line. There we go you can look this up as well let's have a look if there's any any uh images here so mm, no. Uh, woo, 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 woo. let's go uh the brisbane line was a controversial defense proposal supposedly formulated during world war ii to concede the northern portion of the australian continent in the event of an invasion by the japanese uh, where did it run from? Ah, oh, it was a short black line to the north of Brisbane. They're going to retreat behind that. Um, I think looking at the map of Australia, like I said, Melbourne's going to go India. Sydney's going to go China. They're very close to each other. They're very close to each other, but they're not resource-rich. The resources are all up in South Australia, Queensland, Northern Territory and Western Australia. I think you're going to get enclaves of Anglo-Saxons in Brisbane up to Cairns, so that North Queensland kind of belt, and then maybe in South West Australia around Perth, maybe South Australia as well around Adelaide, I don't know. Uh, but the indians and the chinese will divvy up uh the top uh the northern territory and the top of western australia because that's where all the good shit is uh without a doubt that's what they're going to do um and this 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 move to protect foreign nationals as a pretext for uh conflict and war and gaining territory um, is also a constant in human history, an absolute constant. So we've filled up Australia with foreign nationals, particularly of two countries, China and India, uh, and when the ship goes down on Australia as it's going to go, I have, have, I have no doubt that China and India will act to protect their foreign nationals. Now, China and India don't give a fuck about their foreign nationals. But if you notice that China and India have not stopped their foreign nationals from emigrating to Australia, particularly in China's case with a lot of money. Now, China could have shut the door on their, uh, on their guys coming into Australia. They could do it tomorrow. Bang. Everyone goes, oh, China could shut the door on, um, on people, you know, coming to Australia and buying property and smuggling, you know, f- cash out of China. And China's not doing it. China could do it tomorrow. They could stop it tomorrow. Why aren't China doing it? Maybe it's in their long-term interests to have lots of their citizens living in Australia with Australian citizenship as well. Keep in mind that when you take Australian citizenship, Australia does not make you uh, give up your previous citizenship, which is why we had so many uh, dual citizens in Australia's parliament that got caught out, because they're not supposed to do that. So I think... I think this is what I think is going to happen. Um, something along these lines. Um, Timeline. Look, the article that I was quoting in Australia, oh, you couldn't have seen that published six months ago. You could not have seen that published at the start of this year. No way. And when things move, they move fast. Uh, in Germany, it took them four years. I think the Nazis got in power in 1934, off the top of my head. By 1938, it was all happening hard. Um, to see what happens, see what happens in Australia. How how fast it moves with the government change. what will that government be? I don't know. I don't know. But when it happens, it'll it'll happen very very fast indeed. So uh, what? What would I do if I was an Indian or Chinese in Australia right now? Sell up and go home. But you were born in Australia. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Just like those Italians in Croatia found out at the end of World War II. When they go in to clean it all out, the fact that your family have been there for three generations and you were born in Croatia and you speak fluent Croatian won't matter shit. You'll be marked and they'll know your house number. They'll know your house number. They'll come straight for you. It'll all be worked out. That's how it's happened in human history. Look it up. Look it up, Italians and Croatia at the end of World War II. You might be surprised by what you discover. And the Italians still talk about it. They've still got to be in their bonnet. Oh, you threw us down the sinkholes. Well, you're invaders. You were invaders. And I love Italy. And I love Italians. I have many great friends. But, oh well. Croats did what they had to do. They got rid of you. You weren't going back on your own. And even the Italians that wanted to go back on on their own, there was a lot of resentment there from the Croats. They'd been putting up with Mussolini's shit for 10 or 15 years and the Nazi shit on top of it. They wanted to crack a few skulls. They wanted to let off a bit of steam. They wanted to make up for all the shit they'd been through and Italians were in the firing line. There they were. That's what happens. But we just think, oh, that can't happen because we have TV and we drive cars and we have a modern society which will fall to pieces so fucking fast. It's not funny. Sarajevo, Olympic, Winter Olympic Games. One day, snipers killing people in the streets the next. Uh, Culture and race and biology do not care for your modernisms and your modern cultures. And your great trappings of civilization, the Romans could have told you that, as could the Greeks, the Babylonians, the Phoenicians, the Egyptians. We can go back quite a long way. Okay. Um, I hear also from friends. You know, uh, what about me? What about me? You know, you know, I'm Chinese and I speak with an Aussie accent. What about me? And I'm like, well, what about you? You know. Um... Oh, okay. You're saying that, that because of your personal circumstances that Australia needs to shape its immigration policy um, based on your personal circumstances. Is that what you're saying? Oh, I see. Um, I suppose a nation should also set its economic co- policy based on your personal uh, financial situation. Is that right? It's not how the world works, kiddies. Not how the world works. Whether you like something or not, whether you think something's fair, or not. The world is an entirely random place. And the best thing you can do is have a look to see what's coming. Now, this is from a guy who picked Trump winning the day he nominated for the Republican ticket. This is a guy who picked Brexit. This is a guy who picked who was going to be in, ta- in power after the Italian election. All right? these, this is, these are just my latest picks the last couple of years. I got all the big ones right. I'm telling you right now, The shit's going to go down. And when the shit's going to go down, if you're not Anglo-Saxon in Australia, you're going to be in some trouble. What degree of trouble? I can't tell you. But why risk it at this point? Why risk it? I've been accused of being a white nationalist. I'm not a white nationalist at all. I'm an Anglo-Saxon nationalist for Australia. And I'm a Croat nationalist for Croatia. And I'm a Spanish nationalist for Spain, etc. Yeah? I'm not a white nationalist because there are lots of white people in Australia who, frankly, don't belong there. And there's too many of them. And like I said in my piece, when I lived in the valley in Italy, there were three Australians in a population of 14,000. I was an anachronism. I was an oddity. I was a curiosity. And, yeah, I fit in. Yeah, I learned the language. Yeah, I set up businesses. All my friends were Italian. Got on great with everyone. was there for 10 years. I integrated as much as possibly could, apart from marrying an Italian and having kids. I didn't do that with her. Um, But A, I can never call myself Italian. And B, if 20 years after I moved in, suddenly 3,000 Australians invaded that little mountain valley, and so it's now 3,000 out of 14,000, not three. Well now my personal circumstances have changed due to events going on around me. I haven't changed as a person. But now Australians are invaders in that valley. And the local population is well, sooner or later we'll have to deal with them. And either the Australians will win or the local population will win. But I tell you what, in the crossfires I will be caught and it will matter not it won't it would matter not how long I had been there. Or my kids had been there. Or my kids' kids had been there. We would be marked. There would be our out they would know exactly where we lived. And the night when the ship went down, there would be a knock upon our door. And that's how it works out, kiddies. That's the realities of the world. Welcome to the jungle, as I said on the article. Welcome to the jungle. This is the realities. Best we can do is try and picture ahead and work out what's going to happen and position ourselves accordingly. We have had 70 years of relative peace and prosperity and it's basically going to come to an end internally because of factors that were fully within our control. We let leftists, Marxists, socialists, cunts destroy our nation. Uh, and whether it gets destroyed and the Indians take over, or the Chinese take over in Australia, or the Anglo-Saxons rise up and cast them down, it's going to be messy. It's going to be messy. So, and Elon Musk won't be turning up to bail you all out with a magical submarine. It's a pity he didn't paint it yellow. Ah, oh, pity he didn't paint it yellow. shout Captain Capitalism, uh, Aaron Clary himself, um... Uh, you should need to go check out his website at captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. He's still on Google. He's he's addicted to Google, is uh, Aaron Clary. YouTube and all the sort of stuff. Um, go check out his videos on YouTube. You can link that through from his site. Let's have a look here on his videos, what's he got. Um, yes, you should get your PhD. Oh, well, that's an interesting one. Uh, don't quit one job until you have another. Absolutely. Absolutely. You always work the other job out first and then quit. Never quit. Never burn bridges, kiddies. I've made that mistake. I've made that mistake. Um, how to become a commercial lender using money to impress Puerto Rican kids. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, should I move to Chicago? I think the answer to that must be uh, no. Uh, he's got lots of good ones here. And he, and he does this when people... Ask him questions and he responds with a video. If the people uh, give him money, which is fair enough, um, he's got lots of books: "Bachelor Pad Economics," "Curse of the High IQ," uh, "Reconnaissance Man," among others. Go check out the good cappy. He's a big supporter of me, and I appreciate that because he's a good guy. He's a very good guy, and one day, uh, one day, we're gonna meet up and have a scotch. Um, all right, this has been Pushing Rubber Podcast eighty-seven um i hope you guys uh all enjoyed it go um subscribe to my podcast feed um i think i dropped six followers this week i always get like a bunch and then they stay and then they're waiting to see whether or not i'm gonna gonna you know and then i don't and then they all drop off um so subscribe to my podcast subscribe to my blog pick some subscribers up this week which is nice approaching the 300 mark i'm happy about that um Buy my books: "Pushing Rubber Downhill," "A Journey to Manhood via Whitewater Adventures," and "Run Guts, Pull Cones." A whitewatering adventure in the Italian Alps. They are awesome books. You'll love them. And uh, hey, this has been good. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't you go changing. Uh, and I'll talk to you again next week. Ciao.